Hi, I'm Natalie. And I'm Hayley, and we're getting real about dating and relationships. It's a complex world. And we certainly aren't experts. But between us, we've been through every depressingly hilarious dating experience you could possibly imagine. Looking back, we realised our mindsets were completely wrong. But now we feel pretty empowered. And we want to share the lessons we've learned along the way. When I look back, and I know so many other women can relate to this too, but when I look back on my dating and relationship history, there are so many things that I allowed back then that I most certainly would not allow now. Yeah. And there were so many things I put up with that I wouldn't put up with now. And it's almost embarrassing when I look back and I think, God, I was in such a situation with a, you know, with yeah. a guy that really didn't even deserve me, you know? Yeah. Um, and it almost feels like someone's taken the brain out of my head, washed it and put it back. And now I'm <laughs> able to finally look back with clarity. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like taking the rose-coloured glasses off and seeing a situation for what it really was. Yeah. You know, it's like when you're out of that emotional state, you're not, you don't, you know, you take yourself out of the feelings and you look back and you think, actually, that was a really disrespectful situation and, and yeah. you actually ended up getting treated quite badly and putting up with it because you think you like someone or... Yeah, and you don't realise when you're in that situation because you're so wrapped up in emotion. It's only afterwards. Yes. That's why they say hindsight is a wonderful thing, but I yeah. can think back of several years of my life. So many I... times. <laughs> I go back and tell my younger self. Yeah, when... <laughs> oh my God, you just want to shake your younger self yeah. and say, what were you thinking? Yes, yeah. and I think so much of the time we can actually put it down to having low self-esteem and low yes. self-worth. yes. And that's what it's all about, isn't it, that's really? That's what it's all about. That, and that's at the core of everything, low self-esteem. Yeah, being strong it. in yourself and knowing that you're worthy and you're enough on your own. You don't need someone else. And yeah. it stops you falling into these kind of emotional patterns. But you don't, you know, you don't always see it at the time. No, and I think if somebody had asked me back when I was, I don't know, 20, 21, do you have low self-esteem? I would have been like, what are you talking about? No, yeah, I'm fine. No, I'm, I'm happy. Like I have yeah. fun with my friends. I like my life. I'm happy with myself. Like I would never have thought that. And I never would have thought that was why I've kept finding myself in these in unhealthy these patterns. relationship patterns. Yeah, I never would have, that never would have crossed my mind. Yeah, I think that low self-esteem and low self-worth is actually such a broad issue and I think yes yes there are the extremes where low self-esteem and low self-worth is sort of um associated with depression and and kind of a self-deprecating and that's what people think of naturally your mind goes straight there I think yeah yeah actually there's there's another end of the spectrum that's not so so extreme where low self-worth and low self-esteem is much more subtle and yeah like you say you don't even realize that the situations you're finding yourself in and and the behaviors that you're allowing is actually down to so many insecurities within yourself yeah because people that are genuinely happy and confident in themselves don't allow themselves to be disrespected yeah they they just just, they don't put up with shit (laughs) they just don't you know um because when you do have low self-esteem you do find yourself seeking that external validation from others and you don't you know it's not a conscious thing you're not thinking I need external validation, so I'm going to chase this man. It just yeah, happens. It's, it's like just... subconsciously you feel like you need to fill a hole. 
So, I mean, we've both been in these situations in the past where we've noticed <laughs> that we've had low self-esteem and we've been yeah, accepting this treatment. And yeah. So what are the sort of things that you used to do and what are the situations where you noticed and you thought, yeah, that was it. That was low self-esteem. Yeah. When I look back when I was younger, I was definitely drawn to a certain type of guy. It was always those real charismatic charmers, you know, mm-hmm. those really confident guys. And Actually, those kind of guys, I realise now, gave me extra validation because yeah. think, everybody fancied them. Yeah, the guys yeah. that everyone fancied, you know, because you, you think, God, if, I, if they fancy me over everybody else, then, you know, I've won. I must be mm-hmm. the best. And it it's gives you that extra. Yeah, it gives you yeah. that extra bit of, like, self-esteem boost, you know. And they're so confident that you think wow like you almost kind of fe- feed the you're drawn off to them, them. Yeah. yeah you're drawn because you know self you know subconsciously that you lack that confidence um, it's like when people yeah. say oh I like a bad boy I always go for the players mm. but actually normally I think if you're going for those kind of guys it's because your self-esteem is low yeah and I think there's another right. side of that spectrum where mm. you might and you know you might go for somebody who you don't think is attractive but it's actually fear of being rejected by somebody who is so that you know those player bad boy types with all the charisma and everything the fear of being rejected by a guy like that yeah actually can push you into just kind of going for guys that you don't really fancy but you think I'm definitely gonna be successful here and I might not be successful <laughs> in the other place so yeah that's another way of thinking it actually as well yeah, yeah I would think you know it's two two ends of the scale really isn't it but yeah definitely um I also think I found myself in loads of unequal situations mm-hmm. um where I knew deep down that my like for them was not reciprocated fully right yeah um it was always you putting in the effort yeah chasing it you know whether that came to texting meeting up just general just general time and effort and feelings mm. you know you, you I found myself sort of keeping my plans free because I think oh but just in case they ask me to do yeah. something you know and oh my god yeah it's that awful. kind of like clinging on to something that you feel mm. you're about to lose you know I think you don't cling on if you if you feel secure and you yeah. feel that it's reciprocated you cling on when you feel you've you've got something to lose or you know yeah and what else did you find I think sometimes I think I notice myself trying to be very agreeable and Mm. you know actively trying to be a chill girl you know like oh I'll watch whatever movie you want to watch I'll eat whatever (laughs) food don't worry about me trying to be that perfect girl at all yeah because I thought you know guys want a girl who basically sits down shuts up smiles and does what she's told so I thought I'm gonna be like that yeah but that's you not know, you. That's not me. I think, and I look back and I think, what? Why didn't I just say what I wanted? Or like, why didn't I just? Yeah. But I, I was so scared to be seen as a burden or be seen as you know loud or kind of nobody wants. In my head, I was thinking nobody wants a girl who sort of speaks her mind and stands her ground. But actually, now yeah, I think, yeah, fuck why it. Why didn't yeah. I? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't want to be with a guy who, who I don't feel comfortable in speaking yeah. up with. Because, and I think that takes self confidence. It's almost confident to be able to be yourself yeah oh 100 percent it is <clears throat> because the, the the being the chill girl like agreeable like oh you know smiley and giggly it's like mm. that's a facade that you're hiding behind because you think yeah. if i show the real me he's not gonna like it so i'm just gonna sit here and laugh at all his jokes and you know just giggle <laughs> and <laughs> tell him i don't mind but actually yeah. i mind <laughs> yeah and it's actually 
so sad looking back really isn't it and um I think there's so many people still in these situations um potentially not even realizing what's going on absolutely I've got a cringe story for you okay that basically just epitomizes how low my self-esteem used to be Mm. um don't get me wrong obviously there were plenty of examples but this is just a funny one like a light-hearted one that Mm -hmm. I thought people might find amusing um (laughs) so I was seeing this guy (coughs) I was seeing this guy at uni and I really liked him um so he invited me in fact I tried to arrange to go out on a date like for dinner or something but he was kind of like oh no I've got no money Why don't you he was that charmer type wasn't he yeah oh yeah captain of the football team everyone fancied him he was he was cool I thought yes okay validated right now mm-hmm. anyway so then so I tried to get him to go out for dinner but he was like oh no I've got no money why don't you just come around to my flat instead so I thought oh okay, okay. Uh, so I went round to the flat, like thinking we were going to have dinner at his flat instead. Okay. Um, but then we got there, and I was, I was like, oh, it's like I'm hungry. Like, and I said, oh, have you got anything to eat? And he was like, oh no, we've got no food. Um, you, you should, you should have eaten before you came. And I was like, oh, but I did, <laughs> okay. I didn't. Um, and I was like, have you got anything? Like, not even a pack of crisps. And he was like, crisps count as food, don't they? Oh and my was, god. And it's I not even like, oh, worth yeah. a packet of crisps. Yeah, I was like, I mean, and he lived above the cor- above a corner shop, by the way. Um, and, I, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, fine, okay, um, never mind. So, I don't need to eat. So I just, I still stayed the night um, with him. Oh my god! Uh, I had nothing to eat. I was starving. Luckily, I had a bottle of water in my bag that I kept sipping from because he didn't offer me a drink the whole time. Oh, my God. Um, and I still really liked him. I was still like, oh, mm. I really like him. And I remember I said to him, you know, um, would you get with anyone else? Would you get with any other girls? And he was like, because that was my way of testing, you know, like, is is this is going to be something? Yeah, yeah. committed or whatever, yeah. Yeah, even after he'd not offered me a drink or anything. <laughs> and he was like, he was like... Um, I haven't, but I would about getting with other people. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that's him telling you, like, listen, you're not getting a bag of crisps and I would get with other girls. He was telling me I was no one Mm. and I accepted it. And and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, me neither, me neither. Like, (laughs) acting like, oh, yeah, this is cool. I'm cool, I'm cool. Anyway, and then I came out um, and... The next morning, I was, like, on my way out of the house, and I saw a load of, like, empty dinner plates, like, um, and I was like, oh, so you do have some food here? And he was like, oh, yeah, I've got food for me. I had dinner <gasps> before you came. <laughs> and, and then I, I left, and then um, I At the time, did it. you realise that it was disrespectful and that, he could have made an effort and how nice it would have been if you'd have shown up and he'd have cooked or if he'd have offered you a yeah. snack or something. The fact that you actually asked for food I and he know. said no. I know. <laughs> like, how dare you? It's, I think at the yeah. time, I, I thought it was a little bit rude, but it didn't stop me because my, yeah. self, my self-worth was low. I didn't think, God, I deserve better than this. This guy's an idiot. I carried on trying to see him and actually it ended up, he ghosted me. And I ended up thinking, oh, why, why is he ghosting me? Why is he yeah. ghosting me? And then 
couple of years later, he came out the woodwork and we ended up being together for, yes. you know, same old story. But... Same old story. But that's actually yeah. kind of back to being agreeable and stuff. Yeah. And just sort of like, oh, okay, then fine. You know, I don't need yeah. food or, you know, I don't, I don't need my basic needs met. If yeah. I'm going to sleep here for the night. You know, you're not talking about an yeah. hour. You were there for the whole night. It's hungry. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and afterwards. Just sipping so... some water from your bag that you had to bring mm. with you. I mean, yeah. And can, just, yeah, can you imagine that now? If someone tried that now, oh you'd my god, be like, uh, oh, fuck off! Then. Yeah, I'm leaving, <laughs> and I'm certainly not staying the night. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, you know, like I said, that's an example of a quite a light-hearted, funny situation I found myself in. Um, mm-hmm. But actually, there is a spectrum, and right at the other end, having low self-esteem in a relationship can end up actually quite dark you know yeah people find themselves in abusive relationships and leave yeah, them quite manipulative manipulative um you know it can be quite serious so I think it is a huge issue we need to talk about why why do women have such low self-esteem and why do we have to learn it as adults? Why is it something we have to actively teach ourselves? Yeah. You know, as adults, we're, we're lucky, you know, we're nearly 30 and we've managed to learn self-worth. And Yeah, we've had that journey. Yeah, we, for we so finally, many. Yeah, we finally understand that we deserve, you know, quality relationship and we deserve love. But actually yeah. for so many women, women in their 40s, 50s, 60s, they still haven't learned self-esteem and they yeah. therefore are still in unhealthy relationships you know yeah, and confidence why, I think is yeah it why isn't it intrinsic for women to be to have self-esteem yet I mm. believe it's intrinsic for most men yeah I think so and actually I've got an example of something from school that somebody once told me mm. and I've never forgotten it but it was one of the teachers at school when when we were kind of applying for jobs she said that because you went to an all-girls school didn't you? I went to an all-girls school yeah. yeah so so they were quite it was quite a feminist approach and sort of mm. leadership and and they and uh, the head teacher one of the teachers said that a woman will look at a job description and see a bullet point list of say 10 things Mm. Um, a woman will look at that list and see one or two things on there that she can't do. So yeah. she, so she won't apply for the job because she'll see something she can't do. A yeah. man will look at the list of 10 and see one thing that he can do and he'll apply for the job and get it and get it because, <laughs> because he was confident enough to yeah. go for it. And That's it's so that, true. Yeah. It's that kind of the confidence to take a leap and the, yeah. to trust yourself and believe in yourself that I think isn't intrinsic for women. No, and we need to think about why. So, I mean, self-esteem is an issue for, for everybody, really, isn't it? Men and women. Yeah. But we're talking about women yeah. today. So why do you think, I mean, for us and for so many other women, self-esteem is such an issue? You know, I was thinking about this the other day and because I was thinking actually little girls, a lot of little girls that I know as well, are confident and they have high self-esteem you know and they yeah. they, they believe they can do anything and you know their mum yeah, children are children naturally are mm-hmm. but I think with girls once you hit puberty it's kind of a bit of a downward spiral you know you start mm-hmm. your period and society has taught us that that is so embarrassing you know so embarrassing. It's, there's just so much shame you know, surrounding yeah. starting your period. And we all have those embarrassing stories, you know, where we've leaked on our trousers or we've dropped a pad out of our bag yeah. or leaked on our sheets. 
Yeah, I couldn't even say the word tampon at school. Yeah. I used to have a code word with my friends. Like, yeah, so did we so actually. We could talk about it. But... Yeah, oh my yeah. goodness. And then you get boobs and that's also embarrassing because, you know, yeah. they're either too small or too big. And yeah, you've got you to... think, am I developing at the right time? Yeah. everybody else. And you've got to buy a bra and that's also embarrassing. Um, mm-hmm. But then you think about men and actually little boys, their experience of puberty is kind of different in society's view. You know, society will celebrate becoming a man but they won't celebrate become a woman becoming a woman because you think Mm. about for men you know they get taller they get more muscular they get beards their voices get deeper all these like real masculine um traits that there's there's no shame in it you know they may have the old embarrassing boner or wet (laughs) wet dream but overall it's not the same shame you know puberty isn't the same shameful experience as it is for girls yeah absolutely not and then absolutely not when you get to high school you know all the girls have low self-esteem and then so what do we do we turn on each other you know (laughs) everyone knows and comparing yourself to each yes. other and bitchy you know, then you start to meet boys in oh. that sort of secondary school age mm-hmm. and I think and that's also when uh, the media comes in yeah. for teenage girls yeah. you know like it, you see Instagram and social media is all coming up yeah and everybody's using them and everybody's using filters and you know like editing out their cellulite or whatever yeah. and it's just like a complete you're just swimming against the tide yeah. trying to be perfect and you know and then like I said you start meeting boys at that age too and then it's a competition to see you know do the boys like me or yeah. is there something I can do do I need to be sexier on and Instagram? that valid you get do that I need to taste of that validation taste. yeah yeah you say about social media but think about when we were younger we didn't actually have social media thank god <laughs> yeah true um but the actual media yeah magazines and advertising and you know it's like I mean when we were young I think there was only one sort of stereotype for beauty wasn't there I mean it's a bit better now with diversity but it's still not there the issue yeah exactly yeah but I mean advertising in women's products is all about being better physically you know it's about being prettier it's about having thicker glossier hair it's about being everything skinnier. you can be- yeah, you can improve every everything inch. <laughs> yeah um, i think it's not the same for men they don't target men's bodies in the same way that they target women's no bodies. they don't they don't so our self-esteem is already low and then we yeah. enter the dating world and that can actually make it make even, even lower. lower yeah with the rejection yeah. and having to constantly put yourself out there yeah, and imagine you're, like you say, constantly putting yourself out mm. there trying to look for validation from somebody yeah. and they don't give it to you. Yeah. That is a real knockdown. Mm, exactly. And, and it's a knockdown for self-esteem because you, you do take these rejections so personally. Yeah, you think, why me? And you think, why me? Wasn't I good enough? Yeah, yeah. it's so true. The thing is, dating can be so much fun. It can be an mm. amazing way to meet people and yeah. get to know what you like and what you don't like and just have, have fun and explore. But I think, yeah, as we've mentioned, you need to be coming at it with a positive mindset and high self-worth and yeah. self-esteem. You need to be in that headspace. Yeah, but I mean, how do you get to that point where your mindset is positive and you can enjoy dating and find a healthy relationship? I mean... You're single at the moment and you're in a great place. How how did you kind of get to this this point? 
So for me personally, I think it's it's about identifying those unhealthy patterns and kind of definitely looking back at my previous dating um, experiences and yeah. my relationships as well and seeing, you know, what sort of led yeah. to those experiences. And I think for me, a big thing is sort of mothering guys and kind of like feeling like I need to be needed. Yeah. You know, it's like validation in the fact that they need me because I you know do things for them yeah I want to I want to look after them and 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 that sort of thing and so that's really unhealthy because I feel like it's I feel like I'm asking someone to need me not want me yeah and guys can take you for granted when you kind of do everything for them absolutely yeah like sport Um, little boys yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't we know that one (laughs) well when you dated that younger guy that was prime example wasn't it oh my gosh prime example I used to run around after him all the time like he uh, he had a job in uh, like a bar and he always finished really late. And I would literally sit outside in my car at like midnight, 1am for like an hour waiting for him to finish. Just so that I could pick him up and drive him home. And oh my gosh, so I remember like, cooking was a thing for us as well. And I, uh, I used to cook for him. And the first time I wanted to be so impressive. I wanted to cook this great big roast and I stood all day in the kitchen, you know, peeling potatoes and carrots and everything like from freaking scratch and I tried really hard and then I I presented it to him like here you go darling here's your roast and he took one bite and he was like oh I think my mum's just better (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was like classic obviously mothering guys just doesn't work no so um yeah and I think another one of my patterns is diving in really quickly and wanting that kind of instant gratification of just sort of having a boyfriend and yeah. you know it's like oh I like you and, and we get along and we fancy each other so great now you're my boyfriend yeah and it's and it's like actually you do need to take that time to like build that foundation first yeah. and I'm not saying you know you have to be best friends with every guy you go out with but I do think it's really important to get to know the the yeah. real person that build you're dating that foundation, yeah. yeah build that foundation and show them the real you and mm. I think for me I used to you know when I was younger and actually think my self-esteem was a lot lower than it is now mm. I would try to be impressive and I would actively try to be you know agreeable and oh I'm just the fun girl that you know I'm yeah change yourself and, yeah yeah like and I thought that you know being being trying to make myself more impressive that would get that would be a way that guys would like me mm. but now I actually think I'm not trying to be impressive. I'm trying to be me and show the real me. Because if you don't want me as I am, then you don't want me. You know, exactly. and I think that's exactly the thing. Yeah. And I mean, for you as well, you're in a relationship now, but yeah. how do you think you got to that point where you were actually able to find a, a healthy, positive relationship? Yeah, obviously, I, I'm in a long term relationship now, and I've got a little girl, and we're happy, but it was, you know, it was a journey to get to this point. You know, I was single for six years before I met my partner. Um, Mm. And I think you're right about identifying patterns. You know, I had to do a lot of self-reflection and just really think about the same negative situations that kept recurring in my life. Um, And I really did realise that my pattern was just clinging on. I was not able to let go. And I was clinging on to guys who really didn't want me. You know, I was I settled for being an option rather than a priority so many times. Mm. Um, I was in so many situationships that I couldn't let go of, even though I knew they were unhealthy. Um, And on the flip side, I also clung on to guys that liked me and I didn't really like them back. But 
I didn't let I couldn't let go because to me then it was better than being alone yeah just having someone yeah and these these patterns kept recurring until it kind of all came to a head when I was dating um uh, a man from Ireland and um, we had a decent you know relationship it was only a few months but um, then he he had to go back home and we had mutually decided we were going to end it and I thought I was fine with that but then as soon as he did go the same old pattern you know came back and I panicked and I clung on and I kept trying to reach out and message and call him I would be looking on his social media every day um, mm. and then he just wasn't really giving anything back. He wasn't replying, you know, he slowly stopped returning my calls. And I just had a light bulb moment, you know, I just had an epiphany. <laughs> um, and I was like, yeah. this needs to stop. Like, I was like, you just need to let go. I just told myself I need to just let go. And I was living on my own at the time. And I think that helped, you know, it gave me a lot of time to self reflect. And I just, yeah, I just stopped. I just made a decision to just stop, stop chasing mm. it. And funnily enough, a few months later, I met my current partner. But, you know, the, the journey doesn't end there either, because, you know, when you're in a relationship, you have to constantly self-reflect as well and identify any unhealthy habits you may have. And you need to work with your mm. partner to identify any unhealthy patterns he may have. Um, you know, the, the lessons don't stop. They're just different. Yeah. yeah it's not just like and they lived happily ever after the end no no way <laughs> <laughs> yeah in general i think the the best advice that for anybody who's listening that might be going through something that we've been through that we've just talked about mm. is that you have to be okay being alone and but really be okay being alone and I know that sounds like a really general thing to say that every every single person says you know you have to be okay to be alone but I think that really is the key like really being strong in yourself and knowing that you're all right and somebody will come along who values you and loves you for you and that is and then that will be an addition to your life like your partner will be something that you want rather than something that you need you know is your partner is not coming along to fill a hole you're already whole on your own and your partner just comes along to add value to your life yeah and I um, think really understanding that yeah it's it's so true and I really think you know we said it earlier but really spotting your patterns really think about your behavior and what lessons do you need to learn? Because I'm a big believer in that life will keep repeating the same situations until you learn, until you learn your lesson and then mm-hmm. you can finally move on. So just really, really sort of take time to self-reflect and e- evaluate yourself and look back at your experiences. Um, and you may, you may get some clarity. Um, yeah. And I mean, finally, <laughs> the, the best advice I've ever been given um, to this day is... The number one criteria in a partner is that they like you back. So forget about... Okay, <laughs> it sounds yeah, obvious, it but sounds yeah. Obvious, but it's not. Because like me, you might be clinging on to someone yeah. who, okay, yes, they're funny. Yes, they're good looking. Yes, they're tall. Yes, they've got a great job. But if they don't like you back, do they like, do you? They like you back? Yeah. If they don't, you're wasting your time. There's no point having this checklist of things a partner needs if they don't like you back. If they don't like yeah. you. Yeah. I think sometimes you just think he's not that into you and it's all right yeah. if he's not. But just move on. Like, let it go, as you said. Yeah. Follow us 
us on Instagram at Let's Get Real About Dating and you can send us a DM with your dating and relationship dilemmas. Each episode, we'll be choosing a new one to discuss and hopefully offer some advice. Tune in next Monday for our next episode as we continue to get real about dating and relationships. Until then, remember, you are amazing. And the people you surround yourself with should think so too.